0: Hello everyone, Bobby Wilson here from the TNT College Football Podcast. Glad to be back on this evening. Hope everybody's doing well. Um, if you're listening to this, you're listening to my next installment of my FBS College Football Breakdowns, continuing to break down all 133 FBS College Football teams. And in this segment, I will continue with the Northwestern Wildcats, who last year went 1-11, and 1-8 and in the Big Ten. So... Obviously an extremely difficult season for the Wildcats. Their only win coming in week zero against the Nebraska Cornhuskers in Ireland. Uh, I saw a statistic la- or earlier this week or maybe last week saying they hadn't won a game in the United States in some 600 some odd days. I don't remember the exact figure, but uh, nonetheless, um, a very difficult stretch. For the Wildcats recently, um, their head coach, um, they, they, um, Pat Fitzgerald and, and company, I, I, he's he's always one of those coaches who who is, you know, is doing the best he can with what they have. Uh, Northwestern has a different situation than most. Obviously, they're in a much different situation than a lot of the programs in the Big Ten with their academic standards and the like. And uh, NIL and the transfer portal are a little harder for schools like Northwestern and Stanford and these high academic institutions. They're, they're a bit harder for them to navigate um, just because of just the requirements that, that take place at, at these type of schools. And, and I applaud Northwestern for not uh, uh, making those requirements any lesser. Um, and holding the standard that they hold dear to themse- to the institution. So I, I'm a big fan of Coach Fitzgerald. I think he's everything right with college football. He's, he's just a good man from everything I've ever heard, and I've always heard great things about him as a coach. And, and I don't think Northwestern's ever going to find a coach better than him. I just think the landscape of college football has changed a lot, and, and it's hurt the Wildcats a lot. But let's go ahead and uh, jump into the breakdown. Northwestern plays at Ryan Field, which currently sits uh, 47,130 uh, in Evanston, just north of Chicago, not not terribly far from where I'm at in central Illinois. I have been to Ryan Field once. I witnessed one of the worst football games ever played. I forget what year it was, but Michigan was playing at Northwestern. It was one of the Brady Hoke years when Michigan was awful uh, Michigan won ten to nine in overtime and it was because Northwestern went for two and the quarterback slipped on the field. It was three to three going into overtime. It's awful football game. It n- had nothing to do with the venue. I, I enjoy Ryan Field. I enjoy the the this just the how small it is compared to most Big Ten stadiums. I think it's a very good size for Northwestern and for their fans. Um, but in 2026 they plan to be building or have a new ryan field completed on the exact same site this this should be the last year that they're playing at this stadium before 2024 2025 when they allegedly go play at soldier field i i I don't know the particulars into that uh, but they're going to be planning on playing at a new ryan field which is on the exact same site as the current field uh, the new Ryan Field has been developed in a modern stadium. Um, Dome Stadium is going to have uh, 12,000 fewer uh, seats. It's going to be for 35,000 people. But the indoors aspect is going to create a great opportunity for, uh, well, not entire. I shouldn't say indoors. I apologize. But the, the smaller crowd occupancy um, should be able to make it for Many, many other venues, and it'll just be a great place for uh, Northwestern and their fans a- as they try and build that, um, j- just that camaraderie within that fan base. It's a great group of people. I've met I've met some really, really great Northwestern fans that I've really enjoyed being around. Um, but the 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 new stadium, look it up. It, it's beautiful. Looks great. Lots of Lots of new, all kinds of the new things that you expect in a new stadium. So it, it'll be interesting to see moving forward what this looks like going forward. Um, it's going to be obviously a huge thing for Northwestern and their fans. Um, now moving on to a coach on the rise. I'm going with Armand a who is the wide receivers coach at Northwestern, was just hired in January of this year after coming over. Um, spending a season at Youngstown State Um, he's coached some really really talented receivers in a short time Um, he played at the University of Cincinnati from 07 to 2010 as a senior he led the Big East in receiving yardage was was voted first team all Big East Um, as a junior he was second team all Big East and uh, he was inducted into the UC Athletics Hall of Fame in 2019, as long as the two, as well as the 2009 or the 2019 team that he played for, uh, he played wide receiver in the NFL for from 2011 to 2015. Signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars as an undrafted free agent. Also spent time with the Cincinnati Bengals, Miami Dolphins, and Kansas City Chiefs. After he was done playing, he uh, joined uh, as a senior offensive analyst at Notre Dame on the part of that staff where he, he had the privilege of working with the likes of Chase Claypool and 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 many others on that great on that really good Notre Dame roster. Um, then 2019 became full-time on the staff at Hampton University as the wide receiver's coach and then moved up uh, to ser- serve there for a handful of full years and then went back to his alma mater at Cincinnati coached some really, really good players. And then uh, just this past year was at Youngstown State, making the jump up back up to the FBS level now. I think he's a young coach who's on the rise and can do some really good things. And I'm really excited about a handful of the wide receivers he's going to get to work with this year. And I'll get to that in my position-by-position breakdown. Uh, But looking at the Wildcats' schedule, they open up uh, Sunday, September 3rd at Rutgers. That is a big game for both teams because the whoever the winner is of that game um, sets themselves up to potentially win a handful of games in a row. Uh, Rutgers could, if they win, could even start 3-0, 4-0. We'll see. Um, but Northwestern wins, they could get a little thing going as well. And it would be huge for them, especially after losing 11 in a row like they have. Um, then, they, then they play UTEP. They go to Duke. They play Minnesota. Go to Penn State. Host Howard. Go to Nebraska. Host Maryland. They play Iowa at Wrigley Field in Chicago. Go to Wisconsin. Host Purdue, and then go to Illinois for the rivalry game. But looking at that non-con schedule, UTEP at Duke and Howard. Obviously, if Duke is much better than anybody would ever uh, than anybody ever thinks, um, this is a team that could be sneaky good in the ACC. Um, So Northwestern is going to be in for a battle there. Um, This is not your grandfather or even your father's Duke team. This is a, that's a good football team. Um, So like I said, getting off to a good start in that first game against Rutgers is key. Uh, Now looking at their position by position breakdown, uh, starting offensively, Northwestern added a quality piece to the quarterback room uh, recently in Cincinnati transfer, Ben Bryant, uh, last season he threw for 2,731 yards and 21 touchdowns they also have Brandon Sullivan and Ryan Halinski, both returning from injury um, Sullivan showed flashes last season before he was hurt um, Sullivan went to a Davison high school just outside of Flint Michigan I know that high school well from family ties it comes from a really really good high school football program and then but Ben Bryant has uh Originally started at Cincinnati, didn't play, then went to Eastern Michigan. And I saw two of his games while he was at Eastern Michigan, and I was very, very impressed with him as a quarterback. Then he went to Cincinnati, did pretty well last year, started 11 games, and now is at Northwestern. I I feel he will definitely be the guy heading into the Rutgers game uh, just because of his experience and what he brings to the table. And I think Northwestern is in good hands with him but I I don't count out Brendan Sullivan because he he has those flashes and that ability to do some special things. Uh, The running back loses Evan Hall, who produced – the running back room, I should say, loses Evan Hall, who produced 2,732 yards of total offense over the past two seasons. Uh, Most of the time, that would be a huge hit. Um, Even with his departure, though, this is still a strong unit. Uh, Cam Porter, Anthony Tyus, and uh, Joe – Hyman, all have experience. Uh, Porter and Tyus are thunder to Hyman's lightning. Really good combination of power and speed between these guys. They just got to stay healthy, which has been a concern uh, for a couple of them. Uh, The receiving core returns wide receivers Jacob Gill and Bryce Kurtz, and tight ends Thomas Gordon, Marshall Lang, and uh, Charlie Mandurieri. Uh, The additions of wide receiver A.J. Henning from Michigan and Cam Johnson from Arizona State have created some major buzz around the program. Johnson has over a 1,000 yards combined during, it, during his time at Arizona State and Vanderbilt, and A.J. Henning had a productive time while at Michigan, and the former Lincoln Way East star is uh, coming back to Chicagoland and could do some really, really good things in this offense. I know he's going to be relied upon heavily. Um, the offensive line loses first-round NFL draft pick tackle Peter Skaranski to the Tennessee Titans he will be missed. Uh, he was an All-American, great, great player. Um, the staff is excited about the new left tackle, though, and Caleb Tiernan. And then left guard Josh Preeby is the other returning starter. Um, so some shifting going around on the offensive line and uh, some new things to look at there. Um, now shifting to the defense. The defensive line returns both starters at defensive end and is in good hands. Sean McLaughlin and Aiden Hubbard along with Richie Haggerty from uh, Southern Illinois, have plenty of experience. Haggerty could also see time inside at tackle as well. Um, Defensive tackle Najee's story is stout, but will need new faces to help. He was the only scholarship defensive tackle during the spring. They have since added other pieces. Uh, Reginald Pearson from Bethune-Cookman and Matt Lawson from Fresno State provide help and I'm sure they will rely on incoming freshmen as well. Uh, the linebacking core has two talented pieces in this new four-two-five 2 5 set. Uh, Bryce Gallagher had 100 tackles last year, and uh, Xander Mueller had 87 tackles. They're a great place to start. And then Grayson Metz also can be relied upon. Uh, this trio does need to get a bit quicker, though. Foot speed and it catching up to the high-level high, high level athletes in the Big Ten. I'm not saying it's a huge issue, but it would help. Uh, the secondary returns, valuable pieces and safeties, Jeremiah Lewis, Rod Hurd, and Coco Azema. Azima. Uh, Azima and Hurd could be could do big things in this new system now that they have a five. They're going to have a five uh, DB set. These guys will line up in different positions. And then cornerbacks uh, Garnet Hollis, and Thurman, Thurin Johnson have some experience as well. Not a ton, so that cornerback position has, has is a little thin, um, but they, the that's top two at least have some experience. Uh, special teams, the kicking and punting game, will both see battles for the starting roles. Punter Luke Ak- Ak- Akers returns, but more, Northwestern was last in the Big Ten in net punting last season, so obviously need some improvement there. And then final analysis is my own personal opinion about the Wildcats. We all know of the limitations Northwestern faces. I I have talked about it at the beginning of this segment. Um, High academic standards, playing in one of the best conferences in college football, NIL, and Transfer Portal make it difficult for them. But nonetheless, you still got to try and find a way. Uh, They returned many of the key pieces from last year that were injured. And there are key transfer portal additions that will help. So they were able to, the transfer portal guys they were able to get are guys that can really, really help them, such as Ben Bryan at the quarterback position, A.J. Henning at wide receiver, and, and, and others. Uh, the main focus, though, is on the new coaching staff and player development. Um, that, that, that's where Northwestern has made their bread and butter over the years, is being able to develop the talent that they're able to bring in. A lot of the guys that go to Northwestern aren't, you, you can tend to out athlete Northwestern, but they develop these players, or that in the past, the really good Northwestern teams, they've been able to develop these guys into the pieces that they need and want them to be to have that success. And this new staff really needs to do that. Um, that growth could lead to a return to the Northwestern way. And what I mean by the Northwestern way is just that hard-nosed football that they play. They don't beat themselves. Last year, they were one of the worst turnover teams in the country. That's not how Northwestern plays. That obviously needs to change. And I think I think Coach Fitzgerald will do a lot of inward soul-searching when it comes to that and will get that fixed. I think he's a very good coach, like I said, and I think he's gonna have things. I'm not saying that this that they're gonna be able to turn this around quickly because they are behind the eight ball compared to almost every team in the conference. However, they can control the controllables and take care of business the way that Northwestern tends to do. And I could see that happening and I can see them being in a lot more close games this year where last year they were the second lowest scoring team in college football, worst in the power five by far, but second worst in all of FBS football, 130th in the nation in scoring offense. Obviously something that needs to be fixed and the injury bug bit them hard last year. And uh, they're one of those teams where they can't necessarily handle that just because they're already behind when it comes to a quote unquote talent perspective. There's talented guys on this team, no doubt, but compared to the rest of the big 10, there is a bit of a gap. And with that development, the player development that they need to stress, I think they'll be able to close that gap and be able to handle things a little bit better, but hope you guys enjoyed this breakdown. It's one of the favorite things that I do here, um, break down all the programs every year. It's a lot of fun. Uh, please like subscribe every listen to the podcast and give the podcast Twitter account a follow at TNT college Football one. Everybody have a good night. God bless.